Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode number 89. This episode is brought to you by the Homeschool Style Company. If you're looking for unique homeschool apparel and gifts that you can wear as a homeschool mom or you can get for a homeschool grandma or homeschool dad or homeschool kids, I mean, they've got a lot of cute stuff there that you're going to want to check out, especially if you're looking for unique homeschool-related gifts for the holidays. You can find it by going to 41more.com forward slash style, and I know you won't be disappointed. Welcome to episode 89. I was able to chat with Jennifer Nagel, who is a health transformation expert, as well as a certified personal trainer and the owner of Figured Out Fitness. So she really specializes in helping women who are over the age of 30 to really get healthy. And as you're going to hear in our conversation, it's not what you think. It's not dieting necessarily. It's not the normal ways we think of, of, you know, every day I've got to work out for an hour and I've got a diet, which means I can never eat anything I like anymore. She's really has some great real life solutions that, that means that you can still enjoy your life. Cause I know when we think of dieting or getting in shape or getting healthy, we kind of think of all the restrictions. And I really enjoyed talking to Jennifer cause she was able to really change my mindset about this. And she has some really great free resources you can check out as well as her paid resources. You can find them all in the show notes. I'll link to everything at 41more.com forward slash 89. And this isn't like a normal topic, right? We're not talking about homeschooling, but the fact of the matter is if we're not taking care of ourselves as homeschool moms, well, then everything could quite frankly fall apart because we have so many responsibilities in our homes as wives and mothers and homeschool educators and you know volunteers and members of our church and all these other things that we're involved in that if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can't do these other things that we really want to do. So it's indirectly related to homeschool because we do have to focus on our health and getting ourselves the best we can be. And I know the irony of this episode coming out on Thanksgiving Day in 2020, while we're probably all, you know, we just ate a really great meal and we had too much dessert. And so I want you to know I didn't do it that way to make you feel guilty, but maybe it's what we all need to hear right about this time of the year when we're kind of feeling not so happy about ourselves and how we feel health-wise. So, you know, grab your cup of coffee or your tea or your bottle of water if you're going to be really healthy and go ahead and listen in on this conversation I had with Jennifer Nagel. I think you'll really enjoy it. And remember, you can find all the links in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 89. Jennifer, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Abby. It's really great to talk with you. 
So as we start out here, go ahead and introduce yourself to my audience. And I know you have a story, your own personal story of kind of health transformation. Maybe you can give us a peek inside of that. Yeah. um, I always love to say that I started off um, just... (laughs) with everything that you're not supposed to do with health and fitness. So a while ago, I was going through divorce and I became a single parent of a cute little four-year-old girl who's now almost 16. (laughs) So, and I had to start completely over. And at the same time in my job, I was promoted, which sounds really amazing. Um, But in fact, it was just one of the hardest times of my life. My job was extremely stressful. I was working all of the time. And I used to exercise and eat well. I didn't really think about it much and all that stuff. But then I got into this crazy stressful period of my life where everything changed. You know, I had to have a new place to live. I had to adjust to being a single parent. I had to adjust to a new role. And I jokingly say, but it's not jokingly because it's sadly true, is that I lived off of like peanut butter (laughs) and Diet Dr. Pepper for probably a good three to six months. And clearly that's not very good for you. Um, I had such a hard time sleeping. I was insomniac. Plus at the end of the day, you know, I kept saying, I just have to push on for my daughter. I have to be a good parent to her. And so I put a lot of pressure on myself to make everything exactly the same for her, which really wasn't possible. So of course, you know, fast forward a few months of of that track meet (laughs) and I wasn't feeling so hot. So I took myself to the doctor and when I was 31, she diagnosed me with high blood pressure. And like, that was just a few months after being in the best shape of my life. And it was just a few months of being under lots of stress, eating poorly, not sleeping, you know, and boom, my health had completely changed. So Um, I was also getting a little chunky around the middle. You know, I talk about I lost a lot of divorce weight and I gained it back. I gained it really quickly. And so I just was at a really not great place for my health. And it kind of hit me right there in that moment that I didn't get it together. You know, the person that I was trying to be the superhero for my daughter, I may not be around for her. So that was really my big turning point. And I always love to say, I wish it was like click, boom, just like the commercials, like someone snaps their fingers, but it actually really was a journey for me. It took me time to figure out how to start to navigate my life, my job, being a parent and all that stuff and still take care of myself. So it was a really huge adjustment because I know a lot of parents always want to be there for their kids, do it for their kids. But for me, I had to really start thinking about myself and myself first. And that was what allowed me to be a good and healthy parent to my child. So I used that opportunity to start learning more about exercise and fitness is something I always loved. I got certifications and I started paying it forward by coaching other women. And, and, and now several years later, because my child will be 16 in a few months, (laughs) I, you know, have my own business. I coach women, a lot of moms, a lot of um, people who are just trying to figure it all out. You know, people who are trying to figure out how to make this whole health and fitness thing work for them. So that's where I am now. So how long do you think it took you from the point where you were like, I need to make a change till you were happy with the the trajectory of your health? Do, do you have an idea? Oh, wow. Um, well, I think I'm always learning. Um, but I'd love to say like, I'm happy with, I'm certainly happy. It, it probably took a couple you know, being a hundred percent honest, maybe a year or two Mm -hmm. to be really feel good about what my habits were and to establish new habits and feel good about what I was doing. But, you know, 
it's always a journey. You're always learning and adjusting. I mean, this year is such a great example of that, right? I mean, <laughs> all the stuff that, yeah, I had my nice little plan and schedule and that just kind of blew up and, and you roll with it. And I think that that's, that's the real skill. How do you continue to adapt and change and, and keep all that going? And maybe, <laughs> and maybe that's the hard thing. Like if we don't see that immediate uh, you know, success, we give up. It's natural just to want that immediate gratification of, oh, this worked. I can see the results immediately, but it is going to take changing habits. I think is we're so used to living a certain way. And unless we change that, I mean, those habits will pay off down, down the road, but that's really interesting. You said like maybe a year it might've taken yeah. to see that. So that's how, I mean, that's encouraging. I mean, if we don't see results right away, don't give up. That's, you know, keep up with it. But that's a really cool story. I'm glad you shared that. Now you talk about the 3M method of health and fitness. Can you mm -hmm. kind of give us an overview? What does that mean? Yeah, these are the three things that I think if you nail these three things, you're, you're setting yourself up for, for a healthy lifestyle. And the first M is meals, which is really about how you're eating. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the latest diet. I just don't think that those things are sustainable. I like to find ways that I always tell people, can you see yourself eating like this in five years? And if the answer is yes, then that's a really good plan for you. So a lot of times when we're coaching our clients, we're talking to them again about habits and about, you know, good pillars of good nutrition. So meals is the first M. The second is muscle. And this is one of those things that a lot of women traditionally, it's uh, we, we don't know very much about. And so adding strength training, really making sure that you have healthy lean muscle because that helps with, you know, bone density. It helps with strength and posture. It helps with like picking your kids up, <laughs> like, you know, doing things around the house without hurting yourself. And it helps with my third M, which is metabolism. And there are a lot of great definitions, scientific definitions about metabolism. The way that I like to use it is just the amount of calories that your body burns, which is impacted by, you know, things that you can't change, like your, your gender and height and age and that kind of thing. And if you can change how you age, please give me the secrets because I want to know. Mm -hmm. um, but no, um, body composition, which is the amount of fat and muscle that you have, um, food, not only what you eat, but how you eat. Like if you're an extreme dieter, you've been dieting or cutting calories for a long time, your metabolism has suffered. It definitely has. And then I'll find the last thing that a lot of people don't really think about is your hormones. So a lot of the, you know, be, a lot of hormones are affected by behaviors like sleep and stress. Um, and a lot of them are impacted by, you know, what you eat and how you're exercising. So those are those three M's. And if you can tackle those three M's and have a good strategy and great set of habits around those, then most people are pretty pretty happy with their um, health and fitness levels. Cool. So I wanted to dive into the metabolism aspect today because I, I think um, a lot of moms, especially as we get to be middle-aged, we notice like, oh, I, I can't eat like I did in my 20s. And I, you know, I could eat this whole pack of whatever and I didn't gain any weight. And now it really affects me. So I would love it if you can kind of maybe deep dive into metabolism and like what it's impacted by, kind of explain it a little more. And then even I'm sure you could have some solutions for us because we yeah. want solutions. So whatever you can share with us along those lines would be great. Oh, Abby, you're going to love these solutions because they're probably going to be the antithesis of everything that anybody's ever taught you. So um, the first thing I want to explain about metabolism is what makes up all 
all of your calorie burn. So if we're using the working definition of metabolism being all the calories that you burn in a day, what makes that up? Now, the biggest misconception is a lot of it is exercise. Actually, that's not true. About 65% of your metabolism or the calories burned is your basal metabolic rate. So the amount of calories your body needs to do things like breathe and, you know, beat your heart and all those types of things that are really critically important to life. Now, those are influenced by a lot of things, and we'll get into that later. But then the second um, area is what we call your NEAT calories or non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is the nerdy way of saying everything that you do that's movement, but not exercise. So walking to get your mail or kind of hanging out on the ground with your kids or cooking dinner, like you're moving, but it's not necessarily exercise. makes about up about 15% of your calorie burn. So when you see people talking about steps or counting steps, they're really talking about their neat calories. Um, the third thing is thermic effect of food. Another fancy way of saying it takes calories to digest your food and certain foods require more calories. So a lot of times when people are looking to lose weight, their nutritionist or their coach might say, hey, let's eat a little bit more protein. Well, it does a lot of great things, but protein also has a higher thermic effect of food. So it takes more calories to burn it off. So it's like, woohoo, I get to eat protein. I'm burning calories. At least that's what I'm telling myself. And then the very last thing is exercise, which is only accounting for about 10% of your calorie burn. So I always tell people 90% everything else, 10% exercise, 90% everything else. So if you're looking to boost your calorie burn, you should focus on that 90% of activities that impacts calories. And so the basal metabolic rate is the biggest one. And like I said earlier, that's when you're talking about your body composition. So how much muscle you have because muscle requires more energy. So that's why we want to focus on strength training over cardio. If you only have a little bit of time, spend it doing some resistance training versus running outside or unless you love running then run. <laughs> but, you know, resistance training is going to help you burn calories in the moment, but also create lean muscle that helps you burn calories when you're at rest. Um, the second thing I tell people is to stop dieting, which makes people feel like, what, what are you talking about? When you diet, your body naturally adjusts to what you give it. So if you give it less, it's going to burn less. So if you want to actually burn more calories, there's something that we like to do called a reverse diet where you slowly add calories back in. So this time of year, I have a ton of my clients reverse dieting because they're all about Thanksgiving dinner and holiday dinners and they want to enjoy this time. So we've put in a plan in place to help them add more calories back in because your body's so smart. Once you start giving it more calories, it makes that adjustment. And so it's like, hey, you're giving me more food. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of it. So then when you and it is when it is time to diet or cut fat, you can make a smaller cut while eating more food. So you're able to lose weight without what we call being on poverty calories without starving yourself. And then finally, the thing that a lot of people forget about or gloss over are the hormonal pieces. So stress and sleep management. This year has been one of the most stressful years that I remember in my life. Maybe the year of 9-11 may have been the other <laughs> most stressful one, but at least that was one isolated event that we just had to recover from versus a whole year of constant stress and change. Um, and it's, it does take its toll. You have a hormone called cortisol, and it's a wonderful hormone. It's our, it enacts our fight-or-flight fight or response. 
But, um, you know, if you're stressed out, it's signaling to your body to hold on to food, hold on to fat, hold on to energy, because who knows what's going to happen next. Um, so if you're under a lot of stress, a lot of times, no matter if you're doing all these other great things, if you're stressed out, your body's not going to change or it's really going to mess with your hormonal picture. Same with sleep. So many great things are happening when you go to bed at night. Um, so if you're not getting seven to eight hours of really good quality sleep, you're shortchanging yourself. You're, you're impacting a lot of other hormones that have to do with calorie burn and weight management. So that's my little lecture. I feel like I've been talking a little bit. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Abby's nodding her head. So I figure we're, we're on the right track here. That's great. Well, so what if we're interested, you were talking about this reverse diet or whatever, do you have information? Like, what does that look like? Can you talk a little bit about like, what does a good diet look like? Or maybe explain the reverse diet a little more? Because I can imagine like I myself am thinking, okay, this is interesting. (laughs) Give me a little more information. Yes, the reverse diet, a lot of people are like, ooh, that sounds good. But then it's uncomfortable because it's very different than what a lot of people think. Um, the, the tenets around it are basically that your metabolism, your body's like a little thermostat. If the temperature outside changes, it's going to adjust. So if you're changing the amount of food that you give it, it adjusts because your body likes to be even. It doesn't like to, doesn't like all this variation. So if you give it less food, it's going to, you're, you're going to burn fewer calories. Your body's going to economize on the same token. If you give it a little bit more food, your body will adjust to the additional fuel that you give it. So reverse diet, what we tend to do is we'll start with wherever you are, where we determine your maintenance level is. So let's say you've been eating 1,500 calories and you haven't really gained or lost any weight. That's where we would start. Typically, we would start with a protein target because we always want to make sure that you have enough protein for muscle repair and and healthy function. And then we're going to slowly increase either your total calories, or if you're someone who likes to count macros, we'll increase your carbs and fat. We'll alternate between increasing that. Maybe adding anywhere from 50 to 100 calories about once a week, or at least once a week, we're going to check to see where you are. And the whole goal with a reverse diet is to add calories without gaining weight. And the interesting thing is what we've seen is most people will either stay about at the same weight Maybe they'll add over a series of eight weeks or so, a couple pounds up, but nothing, nothing, nothing really serious. But sometimes people actually will lose weight. And the reason that happens is because their body is less stressed because they're eating more food. Um, they feel more energetic, so they might be a little bit more active. And even if they don't actually lose scale weight, typically they'll see body composition changes because same things. They're not as inflamed. They're eating good foods. They're not stressed out. Um, So you can do a reverse diet for as long as you're comfortable. Typically I recommend if you've been dieting, you should reverse diet the same amount of time you've been dieting. Or um, if you've ever calculated your total daily energy needs, I tell people they should reverse diet up to there because most, most people that we work with are under eating. Um, A lot of women can easily, calculated, they should be eating 2000 calories and up. And most women are nowhere near that. Uh, Most women we work with, they start off at, I've seen as (laughs) scarily as low as 800 calories, 1000 calories, 1200 calories. And then people's like, I eat a lot and they're eating 15 or 1600 calories where we like our clients to be 2000, 2300 calories. And let me tell you, when you're eating that much food, you're very happy. (laughs) And then if you do have to lose fat, shed fat or lose fat, 
cutting then from 2,300 calories versus 1,500 calories is a much, much more pleasant experience. So yeah, that's a reverse diet in a nutshell. Now, can you like, can you eat stuff like carbs when you're doing this? Yes. Really? Yes. I don't restrict food at all. I, I'm a firm believer that restriction just makes, you know, we're, we're I'm very focused on mental health as well as physical health. Mm-hmm. So restriction is just not, <laughs> nobody likes to feel restricted. Um, there's definitely, we, we encourage balance and I like flexible dieting. If you've ever heard of that, where I eat within a particular macro target. So I know that I want to eat X amount of grams of protein or and carbs and fat each day. And then whatever mate fits, it fits. Like I've been having tacos this week and it's delicious and um, definitely carbs. In fact, yeah. one of my clients who was, um, she was a anti, she was an over-exercising anti-carb person. Mm-hmm. She's just like, but this is so exhausting. I'm so tired, Jennifer, nothing's changing. So we gave her more food. She eats carbs. She exercises less, focuses on resistance training. She's down several pounds, so much happier, so much more energetic, and she's not killing herself all the time. It's just who has time for that and who yeah. wants to live like that? Yeah. We're really looking for a long-term lifestyle. I mean, we can always help people shed weight in a short amount of time, but that's why most diets fail after six months. It's not something that you can mm-hmm. maintain. Yeah. So do you have like free nutrition tools or things like that on your site? Yeah, there are lots of great uh, tools on the site. So if you go to the realjennifernagel.com slash flexible dieting, then you can see our flexible dieting guide. But really a wonderful resource is our Facebook community called Modern Women Getting Fit. And we have all sorts of um, lunch and learn sessions. We have some of the workshops we've done, one of which includes reverse dieting. So people can look for that. Um, And then all sorts of tools and exercises and videos. So it's a really amazing fitness community. Um, But yeah, you definitely want to download the flexible dieting guide. And then we got other great resources that we love to send our clients and our community to. I love that. We'll link to all this in the show notes. Okay. So I'm going to be a little selfish right now. I'm going to say, okay. Um, if, if you were, so if I'm middle age, I'm in my forties, right? I'm not, I'm not as at at a weight. Like I used to be in my twenties, definitely after four kids. I'm not, I'm like, okay, I've got, I'm, you know, I'm definitely got my mom body. Right. So I'm like, not quite happy. I've done dieting. I've done like all the popular ones where you're cutting out all the stuff and you feel like you're depriving yourself and it works. (laughs) And then, and then you, you feel deprived. And so you, just go crazy after you you shed the diet. You're like, okay, I'm done. And you just, it's like back and forth, back and forth, right? Seasonal in the winter, you feel like you just want to eat all the yummy stuff in the summer. You know, it's okay. I can eat healthier because you feel, you feel like it in the summer. It's just, it's just a back and forth. So what would you say like top three changes or top three mini, um, mini goals to get me toward where I need to be going? What would you tell me? Well, first, Abby, if you're middle-aged, I'm sad because I'm also in my 40s. (laughs) I would never say that you're (laughs) middle-aged. No, but that's a great question. I think the first thing is really about mindset. And I know a lot of folks are like, oh, no, here's the woo-woo. But honestly, I, um, I don't believe in restriction. So that's the first thing I like to tell people to cut out. Cut out restriction. Because as soon as you say, hey, I can eat that or I choose to eat this or I'm going to have an Oreo as a snack. And it's okay. It's perfectly fine. Nobody died eating an Oreo. And there are a lot of very fit people who eat Oreos daily. I promise you. 
So I think that kind of relaxes you a little bit. Um, the other thing is I tell people to stop worrying about a timeline. Because typically, we're going to put a lot of pressure on ourselves saying, I need to lose 20 pounds by my sister's wedding or, you know, my class reunion or, you know, by Christmas or something like that. Now, it's, of course, great to have goals, but I like to focus on goals that are more um, progress goals, goals, process goals, excuse me. So like this week, I'm going to commit to exercising three times a week and drinking 100 ounces of water daily, because if you can continue to do those types of consistent process goals or habits, as I like to call them, then those are the things that will actually create results and to create results without pressure, because we don't need any more pressure and stress in our lives. And, um, oh, where is it? Yeah, so we'll cut out restriction, make sure you're focusing on habits instead of necessarily this big, overwhelming, stressful goal. And the third thing is start strength training. I mean, I can't stress to you how much my, I mean, I didn't really start strength training until I was about 38 years old. I did weights, but mostly still cardio or classes. And I didn't challenge myself. But when I was 38, I decided, lo and behold, because this is what every 38-year-old believes, let's do bodybuilding competition. <laughs> so I had a steep learning curve in weightlifting. I thought I knew stuff, but I really didn't know. But Lifting weights completely changed my body, completely changed my health. Um, and it really helps you get strong. It helps you shed weight. It makes you feel powerful and confident. There's a lot of mental benefits to lifting weight. And you don't have to do it for a really long time. Start with a 20-minute session, 30-minute session. Um, do what you can. And we've got a lot of exercises and things available in our Modern Women Getting Fit group. So if you're not you know, if you don't know how to do weight training, we also have some free resources with that too. But I'm telling you that um, just weight training alone can just make such an incredible difference. And I think it's also very empowering, especially for women. So those are my three, you know, don't diet, don't, don't restrict anything, set little habits and stick with your habits and incorporate weight training. And I bet you would see tremendous change. So, so weight training, is that something that we can do at home? Do we have to have a gym membership? We can no, be not successful at all. At home. No, I've done, I've worked a lot of workouts for pop sugar fitness and a lot of them have no weight or, or like a mini band or something like very simple that everybody has access to. Resistance training just means that you're creating load in your body. You could do it with body weight. And if you had kids, they're great. <laughs> I mean, mm. depending on once they get to about 11 or 12, eh, maybe not. But yeah. um, if you have younger kids, you know, using play-based weight training, I think it's fun. Like when I was, um, when my daughter was little, I put her on my knees and we do airplanes and crunches mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, you know, lifting her up in the air and those types of things. But there are really six basic functional moves that everybody can do with or without weight. And those are squats. Um, deadlifts. So it's like bending over and picking something up at home or a child. Um, overhead press, chest press or a push up or something like that, which if you can't do a full push up, you can start with wall push ups. You can start with push ups on your knees. Uh, rows, which is like grabbing something and pulling it towards you. And push ups or pull ups or pull downs. So a lot of times I love doing this with a band if I'm at home because it's something simple I can use or if someone has a jump up or a towel you can just, you know, use that resistance. Now, if it's a towel, it's not going to really 
come down very well. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's definitely, you can add that resistance there. So if you do those six core strength training exercises and make that or any variation of those things, like you could do a narrow squat, a wide squat, a split squat, whatever. If you do those variations, you have full fledged workout, full body routine. And how, and just if, if there me and other people who are like, okay, I need to start this habit. What's a, what's a doable or how many times a week, how long would you say start with this? If you have never done strength training before, I say start at most two times a week, maybe start with something somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes and 15 and 20 minutes for strength training is maybe about three to four exercises, about two sets of 10 to 12 reps. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do two sets of 10 for squats and move slowly. Make sure you warm up really well. Make sure you stretch out really well. And then just try to stay warm and stretched. If you, and again, this is for beginners. If you're a little bit more advanced or if you've been exercising, but you've never um, done weight training, you would do two to three times per week. But um, even a more advanced person, I mean, a lot of my coaches even are, they lift maybe four times a week, five max. There's no reason to have to do it every single day. In fact, you definitely, you want to allow your body rest, Mm -hmm. two to three days rest in between your sessions or in between body parts. So if you're doing a short full body workout and you're just starting off two sessions, maybe three to four exercises, two sets. And then as you get stronger, maybe you add three sets. Maybe you add one additional exercise, but yeah, start slow, start slow and build from there. Okay. I'm thinking this sounds doable. It's not so scary. <laughs> I love, I love how you presented this. It's like, okay, we're not, I'm not going to necessarily have to deprive myself, but you know, smart changes and habits over time. So I, this is great. So as we kind of wrap up, can you give um, the busy homeschool mom who's listening, who's like, you know, super busy, has the kids home, but yet realizes, okay, I want to be healthier so I can be more productive, so I can be here for my family. Can you just leave me and her, whoever's listening, (laughs) with some final encouragement? Yes. First of all, you can absolutely do this. And I I do I not I haven't homeschooled well technically I guess I did homeschool my children this this spring. Um, but I know it's difficult. And so first I want to tell you you're not alone and I and others are cheering you on. The second little piece of advice is just start with one thing. One thing can turn into two things, but this should not feel like it's taken over your life. You already have really important things happening in your life right now. So even if it's your one habit of, hey, you know what? Every hour I'm going to drink a glass of water. Let that be your one habit. Celebrate it. Give yourself a high five because there's no reason we need to beat ourselves up about all the things we can't do. Let's focus and celebrate the things that we can. So if you end up doing 10 squats and that's all you could do today, give yourself a high five for that. So just pick the one habit that's going to make you feel really empowered, really happy and better about yourself. Maybe it's like, hey, I'm finally going to go to bed at eight o'clock for, is that too early? Because I'm an old lady. So <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> nine o'clock. Yeah. Seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So I'm finally going to go to bed at a decent hour. And that can be your one thing. And it really starts from there. So everybody I know who's had a major transformation, who's sustained their results, started with those really basic, really not cool, glamorous things that they've been able to maintain. I mean, if you think about parenting or even homeschooling, because Abby, I've listened to a ton of your things. I mean, that's the one thing that I get from your podcast is it's not like the big, you know, I'm not doing this giant enormous curriculum. You're starting with the basics behind learning and curiosity 
And that's the same thing with exercise and fitness. You're starting with the basics and you build from there and your journey is going to look different than your friend's journey. And that's fine too. Oh, this is great. So encouraging. And I feel, I feel like it's actually possible. So that's awesome. I know other women are feeling like, oh, okay, that takes a burden off. So this is awesome. Jennifer, thanks for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you, Abby. I had so much fun. I hope you enjoyed listening in on my conversation with Jennifer. Make sure to check out all her links and resources in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 89. And don't forget to check out the homeschool style company, which you can find at 41more.com forward slash style. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.